Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me and tuning into this podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. This podcast is here to open your awareness. I want to provide you with tactical teachings on how to master your mindset, create your ideal reality, overcome obstacles, and leverage adversity. Most importantly, it's to help you realize that you are in total control of your reality. My hope? to inspire and empower you to keep going. And no matter what, it's all about mind over matter. Be sure to check out my website, heatherhakes.com, where I offer you a free video training on how to manifest more money now. Again, that's heatherhakes.com and opt into my free video training. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 315. Today we're talking all about dating and relationship mindset and sharing plenty of success stories with you. Welcome to today's interview. I've brought on Valerie Adams. Valerie, welcome. Hi, Heather. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. So this is one thing I love talking about and, you know, who doesn't love love, but something and I haven't, gosh, we haven't gone this route in a long time, but we're going to be talking about dating mindset and manifesting relationships today. So before we get started, please give the listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? Yes. So I am in sunny Orange County, California. I grew up in San Diego. I've moved a few times, but I'm always coming back to SoCal because it's incredible. And I'm a dating mindset coach for single women. So I really teach single women how to attract healthy, emotionally available partners so that they can have the relationship of their dreams. And like you, Heather, I'm really believe so much in manifestation and mindset and that your thoughts create your reality. So I infuse a lot of that in my coaching and super excited to dive into that today. Well, and hopefully things we share, even if somebody's in a relationship, they might get something from this because they might be unhappily in a relationship. And so maybe how to tweak things, realizing that you are responsible for your external reality. Mm -hmm. But so where do we even, how about Can you give a little background? How did you even get into this space and what was dating? What did it used to be like for you? Oh yeah. So if I could have looked into a crystal ball, even like four years ago and seen that I would be a dating coach, I'd be like, what? No way. Definitely. You know, similar to you, Heather was on the path of go to college, graduate in four years, get your degree corporate and all that. And I fell into what so many people fall into when you're good at your corporate job, you think that it's what you're supposed to do. And that's totally what happened to me. And what ended up happening was I started getting super into personal development manifestation. And it was clear to me that I wanted to be a mindset life coach and go down that route. So I actually started um, a coaching business. And throughout that point, I had felt a deep insecurity after being single for three years. And I had struggled a lot with dating. I lived in San Diego at the time. And that's where there's so many singles. And it's so easy to meet people, people are out and about. And I just really struggled. I would go on dates, not get asked on second dates or, um, attract guys who would just try to get me to come over. And I was looking in the direction of, oh my gosh, maybe I'm not pretty enough. Maybe I should work out more. Maybe I should try to be more physically attractive. And I viewed 
other women as competition, just really an unhealthy mindset. And so one day, you know, I actually had the experience of pretty much getting laid off, except the caveat was like, if you want to stay with the company, you can move to our Nashville location within a couple weeks. And it was this like really drastic life change. And I said, yes. And I had an expectation that when pretty much when I got off the plane in Nashville, that all these men would just be lined up, ready to date me, ready to give me the relationship of my dreams, because I convinced myself that I was in the wrong city. And what ended up happening was I was just having really weird experiences. I was going on dates. I wasn't being myself on the dates. Looking back, I would try to mold and impress whoever I was on a date with. Like if the guy was really funny, I would be like, okay, Valerie, make sure you tell really funny jokes. Like make sure you show that you can be sarcastic too. Or if the guy was really, you know, intelligent, I'd be like, okay, show him how smart you are. If he was good with money, I'd be like, tell me about how you bought a car. Like I was just so strategic. And what ended up happening was I wasn't getting asked on second dates and I was feeling a lot of rejection, really low self-esteem around dating. So I had a moment and I believe that the breakthrough comes from not getting what you want. So I had that moment of being like, okay, I can't keep going like this. This is I can't keep doing all these things to try to be more attractive. There's probably something deeper here. And I'm sure you've had this experience, Heather, where you just know you're ready for a change and you just know you want something to happen. And then out of nowhere, the teacher appears or it's like you see a post online and it leads you down a rabbit hole. And that's exactly what happened for me. I saw a love coach had posted online, just something that resonated so deeply. I had no idea that there were even coaches for dating and relationships. So long story short, I work with her. We end up really peeling back the layers, doing so much healing, so much inner work. Pardon the interruption. Do you find yourself struggling with money? You want to be financially free, yet you never have enough? I get it. And that's why I just released a new Manifesting Money video training. It's completely free. You can find it at heatherhakes.com. And what I share with you is my three-step process that I have used time and time again to not only manifest small amounts like $200 a day, every day, but all the way up to how I've learned to manifest $10,000 through this three-step process I share with you. Again, opt into my free video training on how to manifest more money now, and you can find it at heatherhakes.com. Now, back to regular programming. It wasn't even really about the guys. It was about me and who I was being. And within that same year of working with her, I ended up attracting the relationship of my dreams, the partner of my dreams. We've been together for almost two years. And so it just felt so natural. I was having women come to me in mindset coaching, wanting to have support with attracting a healthy partnership. And so I started helping women with this kind of like behind the scenes and they were getting into relationships. And that's when I knew I was like, this is what I truly want to do. And so I called myself a dating coach and it's worked. Okay, but I, you have to tell, where did you meet your current boyfriend? Oh, yeah. And I ended up meeting Ryan in the exact same city that I had been single in for three years and swore that there were no good guys. San Diego. He was there for a weekend visiting. It was his first time ever in San Diego. So, and I never could have predicted that. Right. 
Well, and that's what is so important to share because I, I think people do think that, okay, there's no good guys in my city or my town. So if I just travel and go somewhere else or I move to a new state, then my, um, you know, my problems will change. And I remember being in high school, I cut out from probably like a Cosmo or something, um, this little quote, and I taped it and put it in my wallet. And it said, wherever you go, there you are. Mm. And it was a constant reminder that if the scene changes, the city changes, the whatever, you're still going with, just like you did in Nashville, you're still going with the insecurity and the beliefs and a lot of them subconscious. Mm -hmm. So can you share what was this inner work you did? What changed in you to change your energy to attract this amazing guy? Yeah. So I believe that the key to growth is letting go. And so it's like, I was holding on to so many things that weren't serving me a lot of grudges towards exes, mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, anger and sadness about things that happened to me when I was a child and, um, feeling resentful of people in my life. And I didn't know how much energy of that I was carrying. So that was the, what had the biggest shift was the forgiveness and the releasing, and then really getting clear on what unresourceful beliefs I had about love that were getting in the way. And what I uncovered was I had beliefs that, you know, men only wanted to, you know, have sex and that was it, or they're going to get tired of you after a year or they cheat. And so by me believing that I acted in accordance with those beliefs. So if I truly believe that men don't want to be with me for longer than a year, why would I fully put my heart out there. Right. So I was always kind of one foot in one foot out this kind of inauthentic protected energy. So mm -hmm. doing that work to forgive and really reframe my beliefs around what was, what was available for me in love. That's what allowed me to really let my walls down and show up authentically. Okay. Quick question that you made me think of. This is something I've experienced and it's allowing other people's beliefs to affect you. Mm -hmm. So for example, I've, I know for me, dating somebody with kids is not something I'm interested in. I want my own, but I don't want an instant family. And people have told me here are other people's limitations trying to persuade me. So Heather, at your age, you're, you might, you might have to be okay with that. Or you know, there's not a lot of guys out there that aren't going to have, and it's like, why? So I stepped away from, you know what, that is your belief mm -hmm. and that is your reality. And I am sticking clear. I believe there is a guy perfect for me that doesn't have children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Their beliefs about what's possible has nothing to do with you. With what's possible for you. Yeah. And just deciding that like, okay, you can have that belief and that has nothing to do with what I get to have. And, um, yeah. So when you started working with your love coach and doing this internal work and reflecting and asking these questions and then getting clear on what you ultimately wanted before you met him, what was the time frame? So it happened pretty quickly. And mm -hmm. in between attracting Ryan, I actually attracted someone who he definitely like now I see he had a lot of toxic trait. I actually saw that pretty early on, but I still had some beliefs to move through. So I thought 
oh my gosh, after three years, this is the only guy like this is like, I had a scarcity conversation going on that there wasn't going to be anyone else out there. And so he did something to me, this guy, we were together for three months and he did something really mean to me on a special occasion that I had. And it was like unforgivable in my books. And I ended up just saying, I can't be with you anymore. And he was begging and begging. And so that was the breakthrough for me walking away from someone who I would have in the past tolerated that behavior Mm -hmm. and just deciding to be single again. And so literally right after that, I had in my mind, I was like, well, I'm probably going to be single for a little bit longer now. I'm just going to use this time to work on myself. And then within three months of that, or I think even two months, that's when I met Ryan and things started with him. That's awesome. So that's good to know. And to let people know that when you've done the work, we're not saying it's going to take you six years, that Mm -hmm. it could be a couple of months, but is it worth you, the listener, taking those, those weeks or a couple months to do the self, the internal work. So you can show up as the person you need to be to attract that mate, you know, is it worth being single for two months or, you know, is, cause I know a lot of people don't like to be alone. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would rather be with this will do. Mm. Right. I don't like that. <laughs> so then what is it that you coach your clients and, and what do you find as a common denominator when working with these women of, is it the limiting beliefs, the stories they keep telling? Is it the need to forgive the past? Mm-hmm. Is it getting more clear on what you really want? Like what, what is it? Yeah. So, I mean, all of it, (laughs) it's different for every woman. Um, A very common theme I see is having to getting to reprogram what's possible for you, because a lot of women who come to me, they've maybe never been in a serious relationship or they've only attracted this type of guy. So it's about creating a new paradigm of what's possible, finding new evidence. That's something that I love walking my clients through when we reframe limiting beliefs. It's like, okay, well, what is this thing you're thinking that's not feeling good? You know, if you could believe anything else to be true, what would you believe to be true for you? How would that feel? And then moving forward from that place. I believe that the culprit of us not having what we want is because of our programming, because of those thoughts running in the back of your mind. So it's so important to do the inner work to even identify what those friggin' little gremlins are that are holding you back. So that's one thing. And then having my clients being willing to let go. I also have a lot of women who come to me and they're scared of settling. That's a big one. And so the only way you can settle is if you tolerate what doesn't feel good for you. Everyone has a different degree of what settling looks like. For me, that's what settling would be is telling myself a story that I had to stay with someone because of a belief that there's nothing better or because of a belief that it's better than being alone. So it really does come down to limiting beliefs at the end of the day. So, and, and a lot of that really is mindset. It is your, but how does somebody uncover a subconscious belief that maybe they're not even aware of? Yeah. So this is my favorite thing to do for that, because you're right. People don't walk around being like, oh, here's three beliefs getting in my way. We don't know them. So question I ask is, you know, if if I were to be, let's say that I'm a psychic and I'm world renowned, I'm never wrong. I'm always spot on. And I were to tell you that in six months, you're going to be in the relationship of your dreams. This person's going to walk in your life and by this time in six months, you're going to be in a relationship, what comes up for you. So for that's how we uncover because women will say, 
oh my God, that's too good to be true. I'm not ready. Oh my God. Anyone who comes fast, they might cheat on me. You know, whatever comes up, that's what we get to look at any feelings of unworthiness or not believing that it's possible. That's really where we can start. So that's a great question. I love to ask women. Yeah. Then how do you help reprogram now that you're aware? Oh my gosh, I do think there's, there's not enough guys out there, or I do think guys are going to cheat because that happened to me before. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that happened to me, but I'm just, you know, <laughs> as an example. So how do you help a client to reprogram and go, Hey, just because that happened once, or just because you were believing that that doesn't have to be your tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first thing I would say is to really get clear on how that feels in your body. So once you find that belief, it's like, how does this feel? And that's how we identify that it's an unwanted feeling. And then we want to shift and sort any ideas that tell us that we can't have a different reality. So really looking at, you know, well, what's coming up beneath that, that's telling you that it's not possible to have a committed relationship or a guy who's going to be really honest with you. And then the next thing is you ask yourself the question, you know, if I could believe anything else to be true, what would I believe for me? And then it's like, oh, I would believe that there are great guys out there. I believe that people, you know, don't cheat. And then the next thing you want to do is you want to look for evidence to support that belief. So when you're looking at, you know, is it always true that men cheat? Oh, well, no, I have a friend who, you know, her boyfriend is incredible. They've been together for a while. I know he would never cheat. And that's really all you need is one piece of evidence to look at and then to form a new belief behind it because your reality will form to whatever you're believing. So it's about choosing to believe something else and looking for evidence to support that new reality. What would you tell somebody who is so hung up on the package? Mm, yeah. So that I'm actually not someone, I don't coach my clients to make lists. Something that I do with my clients inside of my programs is we make a compatibility plan because that's actually what's going to be the predictor of a successful relationship is compatibility in so many different areas, you know, finances, spirituality, all the things. And when we have a list A lot of the times it's arbitrary. So if we think, oh, I want a guy who makes this much money or looks this way or, you know, has a golden retriever, it's like, why? And so when we peel back the layers, it's like what's actually behind the list. And a lot of the time we'll find, I'll find that my clients don't know why they want certain things or like, oh, well, my mom always wanted me to marry a doctor or a lawyer. So that's what I thought I wanted. But actually, I just want a man who has a career that he's successful in. So I guess I'm open and really looking at that. So when people get hung up on looks, it's all about going back to, well, how do you want this human being to treat you? How do you want to feel in the presence of this man or woman? How do you want to feel? And that's okay to have preferences and things that you're physically drawn to. And I believe that you can be really open. Attraction grows. It doesn't mean you need to settle. It's possible for you to attract someone in your life who looks nothing like you have had on your list and you're going to feel the deepest attraction to that person in time when you open your heart to them. Well, two things there. And, and most of my married friends, I, especially my close ones. Yes. They are with men that they're like, Heather, I would have never, this isn't what I dreamt of, but you know, I think that's, you're right. It gets down to like, what are the core values? What is really important to you and who freaking cares what you're going to look like? Cause you're, you're both going to be gray, wrinkly, bald or whatever at some point. (laughs) Right. 
Um, so I guess my, oh, this is what I wanted to ask. Ryan, who you're with now, is he your typical, the guy you used to be attracted to? So no, I used to really be drawn to the, probably the signature, like tall, dark, and handsome. I would always date guys who were taller, um, who have really dark hair, really dark features. And it's like, I got to this place where I decided I'm like, well, that's what I like, but it it was like, I didn't really know why just because I had attracted that in the past. I was like, Oh, that's my type. It has to look that way. So when I really did the inner work and learned what I actually wanted, because none of those guys I attracted in the past were great guys that got away. So I asked myself, I was like, would I be open to a different package? And the answer was yes, but I didn't, you know, right. Meeting Ryan right away. I didn't feel this insane physical attraction. It came after a few dates after the way he was showing up for me after I really noticed the way I felt around him. I felt really safe. I felt like I could open up with him. I could trust him. And that made the attraction grow a lot, like really fast. And that's so much more important than him being tall, dark, and handsome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's okay to have preferences and be attracted and also be open to the package. It can come in. For sure. Okay. Question for you. Cause I've heard this before and I like it, but I want to hear your opinion or perspective. You don't attract what you want. You attract what you are. Mm-hmm. What yeah. does that mean to you? Yeah, I, I'm aligned to that. What that means is that I'd see it in different ways. So first off is you're the source of what you want to attract. So we can never want something that we're not already first. So if you're wanting someone to love you, it's like, well, how are you loving yourself first? If you're wanting someone that you can, if you want someone emotionally available, it's like, how are you being emotionally available to yourself? It's all about looking at who you're being. I believe that you attract someone based on who you're being rather than the things that you are doing. And I believe that the best way to attract the partner of your dreams is to first be the partner of your dreams and treat you the way that you want that person to treat you in the future, generate those feelings now. And that's how you attract it even faster. I, and maybe it was Dr. Oh yeah. Dr. Joe Dispenza was recently re-interviewed on Lewis Howes' podcast. And Dispenza is the one that said, yeah, when it comes to dating relationships, make a list of everything you want and then become that. So I think, for example, if you want somebody who's financially stable, healthy, kind, loving, compassionate, are you being those things? Because you literally, you will, like attracts like, so you will attract back to you those desires, if you're being them, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, and to like, for example, let's say that you want someone who's financially abundant and that's not where you are right now. It's like, okay, well, where are you? Are you working on your money mindset? Are you, you know, what are you looking for that person to be the means to an end for you? Or are you looking for someone who you guys can grow with, build an empire together? So I don't believe you have to be you know, perfect and exactly the same, but I really believe it's the energy and the mindset behind the things that you want. I would love if you could give a couple examples of clients or friends, whatever you want to do, just general topics of conversations you've had, and maybe you help somebody to an aha moment and they shifted the perspective or their energy and then attracted their mate. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. So many examples. Um, Well, I have, I have one client who she just was like, 
she was open to dating apps and she was in the space where she was like, you know, I don't want to get attached to the way it happens. And so we were like, okay, well, what's going to feel good for you. She really wanted to meet someone organically, but she was like still going on the dating apps and she had a good attitude around it because that's the key. You, you get to have good energy behind what you're doing. And when I say good, you get to be aligned and excited about it. Um, so she ended up, she was going on dates on dating apps and then she does the Peloton bike, the thing. And so there's a community around it and there's actually a Facebook group and this guy was in the group and I don't know if they had connected or if he saw her profile or whatnot, but he sent her a message and they had that commonality of health and the Peloton community. And they got to talking and they created like a kind of like a virtual relationship. They had phone calls first and then it got to the point where they were like, well, let's meet and see if there's anything here. So they met, they live about four hours away, which she wasn't expecting to meet someone long distance, but was open to it. She mm-hmm. wasn't attached and they've been together for about three months now really seriously just a few weeks ago he asked her to be his he asked her to be his girlfriend I'm like and um yeah they're really good so that's an example of letting go of the how Mm -hmm. um I also I mean there's so many examples is there anything specific like well what I want to share and like hone in on that specifically so I think I have nothing against dating apps I have been to weddings in which it works for people but you're right. It's the intention behind it. Because if you're going on the dating app, oh, this isn't how I want to meet somebody. Your energy mm-hmm. sucks. But she was coming from, you know what? I'm open. And I think going to that was distracting her from trying to figure out how it was going to happen. And But she was open. She's at least going on dates, going through the motions, the energy in the right mindset, which led her to meeting somebody with like interest in a way she didn't imagine four hours, you know, that's why I a hundred percent agree. Let go of the how. Yeah. I, and I love she was that. doing something she loved. That's really the key. Yes. To that. Yeah. She wasn't doing, she, it's not like she did Peloton with the intention of meeting someone. It was her form of self-care and she was open and that's with dating apps. Like what I tell my clients is it's a tool. That's all it is. It's a tool. And so when you just view it as that, it's not good or bad. It's just another possibility that someone great could come into your life. It takes the pressure off of you because I find a lot of people go, oh my God, I'm using dating apps. So on my wedding day, I'm going to have to say that I met this person on a dating app. And it's like, that's not how you're going to meet them. You don't know. It could be. And it's just you being in that open energy. So if you could give just one piece of advice who somebody is sitting in this space, they're like, oh, I'm single. I don't want this anymore. This is my year. Mm. What do you want to tell them? Um, So yes, it is your year. If you believe that, then that's what you'll create. I love that energy. There's so much I could say. Um, One thing that I will say is that you can't mess up or miss what's for you. So don't try to force yourself to do things that don't feel good for you because you think if I don't do this thing, I won't meet my person or the opportunity is going to pass me by nothing for you will pass you by. And I would lean into creating a life that you're obsessed with, because when you do that, then you just create more openings for someone to come in and just be an addition to a life that you already really love. I love that. That's so important. And yeah. And I think what happens there is when you are loving your life, 
you let go of the resistance, the, the focus on, oh, it's never going to happen for me because you're so busy being happy that you are going to be this magnetic force drawing, you know, that whole feast or famine mentality. Mm-hmm. And that I really think that happens. I've experienced it, that you go through droughts and then it's like you shift your perspective, you shift your mindset. And then all of a sudden it's like I had three to, three dates in a week or whatever. Yeah. That really happens. It can happen fast. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Okay. So to wrap up the interview, I'd like to, what is one key takeaway you want listeners to get? Yeah. Um, it's definitely that you can never get it wrong with the person who's met for you. So know that you can be yourself 1000% and there's someone out there, there's multiple people out there ready to love you. So you don't need to tone down anything or turn up anything to be attractive to someone. There are many people ready to love you for who you are. It's just about really being open for them. I love that. Okay. couple of rapid fire questions to ask you to wrap up the interview. The first one being, what is a quote or motto that you live by? Mm. Oh, this is so hard because there's so many different ones. Yeah, definitely the, you can't miss what's for you. You can't pass it by or it can't pass by you. Yeah. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Oh my gosh. So I'm always reading like five books. Um, <laughs> let me see. I actually just started reading light is the new black by oh. Rebecca Campbell, yep. which I really love. Um, I'm reading. So there's a book called men are from Mars. Women are from Venus and John Gray wrote an updated one called beyond Mars and Venus. And it's to reflect the modern day stuff. Um, so I'm reading that. What else am I reading? Wait, what does he teach in the modern day? So it's more, he, he talks a lot about masculine and feminine energy actually. And just really like, you know, back when he wrote the first book, it was very traditional, like the man goes out and works, the woman's at home. And so he really addresses that, you know, women are out in the workforce, you know, women, do have a lot going on emotionally. And he also addresses like technology because when he wrote the first book, there wasn't texting and, you know, addiction to the internet. So he really brings in what's true in the modern world. Oh, cool. Final question. What advice would you give your younger self that, that 20 something who was sitting in San Diego single, what would you tell her? Yeah. Oh my God. I would say focus on you. It's going to work out. Like I, focus so much on the wrong stuff. I didn't focus on me and loving me. I was spending so much time worrying. So I would, this is what I'll say to anyone. It's like, it's going to work out. Just focus on loving you. I love that. And what a great note to end on. Valerie, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Heather. This was incredible. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Be sure to sign up for my free video training on how to manifest more money now at heatherhakes.com. And I'd love to connect with you on the social platforms. You can find me on Instagram at heather.hakes, Facebook, Heather Hakes, and YouTube. Guess what? You got it, Heather Hakes. I'll catch you on the next episode.